But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? everybody i am that fat guy i'm here with the cohorts of the uh, legal ham in the face i think we're in episode 74 let me bring in the bad boys here let me bring in big bry what's up there he is and my cousin Vinny's here hey good morning everybody now we are live this week i apologize for last week uh we did a pre-recorded show because that was the only time that we had time for it to actually get it off at six o'clock so i want to thank first off right out of the gate we're going to do a quick little shout-out right out of the gate, Vinny, All before right. we do the rundown. Vinny helped me out so much last week getting everything set up, so quick shout-out to Vinny. Uh, Big Bry, it was fun working from sunup till sundown with you last week, but it was kind of nice not seeing you this weekend until Sunday. And I got All to right. time with you at the football game. Kind of mean. Right? <laughs> well, I don't think that we're going to be doing that anytime soon after that result. Well, that was your fault. You showed up late. <laughs> hey when i got there we we're in the lead when i left my other party we were winning <laughs> so Vinny, you got any shout outs bud uh yeah actually um i'd like to shout out uh my wife who got us these oh yeah she got us some stowed whiskey glasses yeah man these things look pretty cool so we don't have any whiskey tonight unfortunately so we're gonna have to save it for next week yes but yeah, the the way these things look, everything looks amazing. They come with coasters, the whole nine yards. So it's a rocks glass with actual rocks. Yeah. Show the rocks yeah. that he came hmm. yeah. So you throw these rocks in the freezer. They're supposed to stay cold forever. I put them in a plastic. Okay. Yeah. Right so now. you just dunk them oh, right yeah. into your drink yeah, and thanks. just. Oh yeah. So all <laughs> thank you, Ava. Yeah. I appreciate it. There's the glass. Reusable. Oh, oh yeah. Sweet. So. Yeah, so we're going to try those out some point. Maybe we'll get Bry here with Fatboy Studio, and I'll try them out. There you go. Almost, almost did it today. Maybe I next week. We'll see. Anything else there, my cousin Vinny? Um, well, my wife for getting it, and then uh, for Cold Stones there. All right, you know, for their awesome product. Did you go? Hold on. Did you go to Cedar Point this weekend? Actually, I did. Yeah, Jeez. I was oh. there for uh, for Halloween weekends. Oh boy, how I was heard, it? I heard the crowds are terrible this time I, of year. Actually, uh, the crowds when we went were were awesome. You know, really, it was, it was quite packed. It was very. Busy. Oh, no, I'm, I mean, yeah, as far as waiting a long time for for rides. Oh, uh, we really didn't go to really ride the rides. 
we actually oh, went okay. later on towards the evening time. We got there and it was about uh eight, eight thirty, sometime around there. They're only open mm-hmm. till midnight. And uh, had we had a great time. We went all the way back to the back of the park with the scariest parts and stuff. Did the hay maze and and stuff. Mm. It was a blast. Yeah, we had a great time together. Cool, right. Big Brad. What about you, brother? Yeah, um, let me shout out uh, again. I guess for the, this makes the third straight week. Uh, I'm shouting out the Medina Bees football team because I actually went to the game on Friday. Um, they were honoring my late coach, Tom Fasco, who passed away last year. Um, and so he coached both Medina and Brunswick. So that game now, the rivalry trophy will be uh, the Tom Fasco Gridiron Championship. So it was cool to see them honor him. He had such a huge impact on both programs, and, uh, and Medina took home the win. So they are now, I believe, 8-0, number two Ooh. team in the state. and. Uh, Hopefully have a good look at uh, an undefeated season with a couple of cupcakes coming up. So it was pretty awesome to be back there and see the energy in that stadium like uh, like I've never seen before. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So they're at a collision course with Ed's then. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I don't want to get too much ahead of myself. Uh, but they met in the playoffs last year. Everybody, and beat them, so, right, they got a – Eds will have some revenge on their mind if uh, if they do meet again, but hopefully that won't be till the state championship or regionals or whatever they call it. All right. Anybody else? That's all I got. Oh, and I also got a shout out. I forgot to shout out your wife and the apple butter that I got today. Did you have it? Oh. <laughs> I, I should have just licked the jar when I got done with it. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So you knew I had to marry someone that can make a decent apple butter. I mean, that's like high priority on the list. So yeah, that's that's like a family trait that you guys got to have. <laughs> that and uh, mushing the apples for cider. <laughs> All right, Vinny, let's get into the rundown, buddy. All right, rundown October twelfth, twenty twenty one, episode seventy four. Uh, we're going to be, well, we took care of shout outs already. We're going to have my cousin Vinny's word of the day, some trivia time. And whose turn is it this week? It is Bry's turn. Bry's this week. turn. Uh, talk a little about the gauntlet league. <laughs> yeah, we, first uh, casualty has happened. Yes. Yes. Very interesting. I can't wait to see <laughs> who it is. <laughs> I bet you can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So we, we were gonna push it off till next week, though, right? When, uh, when, uh, yeah, okay, we'll just keep continuing. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Browns, they also, uh, they ended up losing against the Chargers, so we'll talk about that. Get a recap and um, talk about Fat Boy Tuesday coming up. We're gonna do Mac and Cheese Tailgate. Yep. I can't wait to really find out what this is. So I, I, I'm going to the Mac for Mutts this weekend. Oh, that's right. And I want to get your boys' take on some mac and cheese before I go because nice. there's going to be a – I think there's five super mac and cheeses, mm-hmm. and then there is, I think, six regular mac and cheeses that are going to be there to be tried out, and I cannot nice. wait. Awesome. Cool. And then top three tonight's going to be our Halloween costumes. Yes, it so. is. Now, Vinny, you came up with this one last last week, and I had to put it on the burger for a little bit because yeah. I want to get a little closer to Halloween. And 
you know, here in a couple weeks, we'll be having our Halloween special. So, by the way, it's looking glorious. You just got to shave the bottom half. Yeah, I know. I'm going to run into a little bit of a problem. What do you mean, a little bit of a problem? When when are we when are we doing the the show? The twenty six. Right. Yeah. Okay. What's the problem? Uh, birthday plans and stuff like that. It's for one day. Yeah. No. 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 I I, I understand. The beard doesn't grow back in one day, though. Right. Yeah, but you can shave off the mustache. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. That's just gonna. You go all natural. You wife. You haven't been all natural in what since you're like six. She's yeah. She's five. Really gotten used to the to the goat. <laughs> I mean, and it, I think you came is... out with that thing, didn't you? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just jealous. <laughs> I'm just jealous. Sounds like it. <laughs> that's, like just, it. that's just hate and jealousy right there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, he brought up Halloween costumes as like the coolest ones you've ever seen. And there's been a couple, yeah, sister, her and her husband always do a couple, uh, adult couples one. Like they did Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think he was Colonel Sanders and she was a chicken. Nice. Yeah. So it, they play off of it pretty fun. So we'll get into those. And then that would be it until the end for our show. And. I say we get things kicked off. Oh, I forgot about Harold the APA. Thank you, Vinny. Mm-hmm. Uh, our show is brought to you by Harold Keel in the Lake Erie APA. Uh, he is sponsoring also us and part of the Gauntlet League. He is giving out some uh, merch. and uh, I think a hoodie, a hat, and a t-shirt. I'm not sure which all he's giving out. But he will be finding out soon because we found out the next person to go down to the Gauntlet. Should we get into the gauntlet now before we? Yeah, let's just now pull off the band aid. Uh, last week, uh, my cousin Vinny and Papa V squared off in a battle of all battles, and my cousin Vinny lost by a whopping three points. Two, it was like two and some change. Yeah, two and change. Mm. Thing is, is Vinny had. 22 points sitting on his bench. But that's okay. He did not know it at the time because one of his guys got hurt. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. So, Papa V has advanced in the Gauntlet League with Kareem Hunt as his top scorer and a whole bunch of other Browns. <laughs> so, he will be facing Harold Keel. <laughs> so, Harold... Had a worse week than Vinny did. <laughs> Harold lost his star running back, lost his star quarterback, and lost his star, I think, wide receiver all in one fail swoop and scored a whopping 80 points last week. That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> and now he's got to claw his way back from the gauntlet. Now, the thing is, though, is the fat guy was almost down there also. I had a very bad week for my wide receivers. And, you know, Baltimore, I hate to say it, pulled me out because Hollywood Brown got me out of that gate. But as of right now, the next gauntlet match is Harold Keel versus Papa V. Vinny, your team is locked in. You cannot move anybody from your team, and you are done. Thank you for joining the gauntlet league. Yep. That's all right. We'll share the whiskey when uh, either me or Brian win it. <sighs> Can't wait. I, I, meant to, I meant to add the stipulation that if you finish first 
one week, you should be safe for the following week. Can we start implementing that now? Whoa, why? Because you, you scored 200 points yep. on your team? <laughs> yeah, so I should be good, right? Can I highest do that? Total, highest total I've ever seen. It was like 208 points you scored. I can't even remember who I – I know I have Tom Brady. I, I can't remember who else Tom I Tom Brady had 64 points by himself. <laughs> Tom Brady had a lot. Yeah, it was like 45. He he went off. He went off. One of your running backs went off, and a wide receiver went off all in one fell swoop. In one league, you know, I've said in the past how I don't like to have Steelers and Ravens on my team. Well, I also, if I can avoid it, I, I try to sit guys who are playing the Browns that week. And, yeah, I sat uh, Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. Oh, and they, they combined for like 90 points between the two of them. So, yeah, that was a shot to the pride, but that's all right. Yeah, that's a shot to the tenders, as my kids would call it. <laughs> Speaking of, so, Bri, you know my uh, my beautiful boys came out with me there at Mulligan's for a little bit, and they, they were wearing their Baker Mayfield jersey, and I have to say this because I started laughing. So we're sitting there, and I'm getting ready to play pool, and Alexander comes up to me and goes, Dad, I can't sit over there. I'm like, why? He goes, because of my jersey. I'm like, go sit by your brother. It's completely fine. He goes, no, people will think I'm Baker Mayfield's son. I was like, buddy, <laughs> you don't even have to worry about that because he was worried that he'd wear the jersey. People would think that. And I'm sitting there like, buddy, you don't have to worry about that. Get up there and sit down. Look at all these other people here wearing jerseys. I'm like, you're fine. He goes, are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. <laughs> no. That was a that was a great time for me on Sunday because all I could do is just giggle after that. I'm like, he thought he was going to. So, all right, let's get into it. Let's get into my cousin Vinny's word of the day. Oh, we ain't got to turn up for that. So. <clears throat> Did you turn up the volume? Oh, yep, all set, ready to go. All right, all right, ready. Yep. Yep. Here's, here's the word of the day. Extricate. Oh boy, extra, extra cake. Yes, extra. Is it extra cake? Extra cake. Not like cake. Yes, that you wish it was. I kind of do. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of do wish it was extra cake. Yes, it's close. All right. Well, Brian, you got any other questions for that one? No, that's good. I wish. Yeah, I'm with you. I wish it was extra cake. Extra cake too. It's a verb. Okay, I'm going. To, I'm going to use. Oh that. yeah, that helps. Sure. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> eight in a sentence. What's the word of origin? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. All right, Brian. Let's get into our trivia, bud. Our trivia is brought to you by Papa V and Curb Appeal Landscaping. Papa V, you're sneaking right on through, buddy, with all the Buckeyes and Browns players that you drafted for this fantasy draft. <laughs> all right. So, Big Bri, give it to me, bud. It's your turn for trivia. Yeah, and I'm going to need you to be a little honest here and let me know if you've heard this one because it's been a popular question over the last week, and it has to do with Joel Batonio being the fourth Brown to start 
100 games in his career. Have you heard this one? I have not. Okay. So he's the fourth Brown to do it since 99, since they came back. Okay. So I need you to name me the other three, and your hint is special teams players do not count. So Phil Dawson, Josh Cribbs don't count. No, you cannot do that because Cribbs was a wide receiver slash quarterback also. I mean, you could guess them. You're just going to be wrong. I'm trying to tell you right now, Josh Cruz right, and Phil so, Dawson are not the answer. So 100, so 100 games besides 100 so career three starts. Others, three others or four. Mm-hmm. Three or One four. should be a no-brainer. Uh, three. Three more. So yep. three more. So Joe Thomas will take Joe Thomas out of there. So three Okay, more. there's your no-brainer. So okay. two more. So I got two and more. I, you get one of them. I'll give you 50 bucks. If you don't cheat, Why would and I the cheat? other one, the other one's gettable. Why would I? I mean, you've heard of, you've you've heard of both these guys. I don't know. I mean, somebody could uh, throw it up there on the comments, and I would never know no, about it. Justin Masters would never do anything like that. <laughs> All right, you named him. The bet is off. No, no, he has. He's not. He hasn't even commented yet. So okay. we're good. All right. We're good. All right, I like I'll it. Keep a close eye on it. Yeah. Thank this you, guy. Benny. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's pull off the bandaid. Get really into it. The Cleveland Browns lost against the Los Angeles Chargers, forty-seven to forty-two. Um, a all offensive, no defensive kind of game, and there's reasons why for that. Uh, Brian, what was your uh, thoughts on the game? I mean, you and I watched the tail end together. I mean, I hated mm-hmm. a win for our uh, little schedule league that we got going on over here. But this game scared me right out of the gate. And I, this was one I circled, right, and I told you about it. So wh- how did you feel about the game? I mean, the, the way it ended, you have to be a little disgusted um, just based on, you know, we had our opportunities. You score 40 points, you should win nine out of 10 times and uh, it just didn't happen for us. And if you want to be positive about it, you can, uh, you can come up with certainly plenty of reasons why we lost. Um, But there's other underlying factors that might cause you some concern going forward. I mean, it was just, it was a a game full of mixed emotions. I mean, uh, you know, there were some great performances, individual performances on the Browns. And then there were some, as a team that just leaves you scratching your head. I mean, those two blown coverages, we basically handed them a touchdown. And, you know, not being on the team, not being in that locker room, you know, we can kind of figure it's broken coverage, but we don't know exactly whose fault it was. And, you know, is that something that's fixable? Is that something that will get better with time? We just don't know. Um, So, yeah, it, it was tough to watch. It was fun to watch. Don't get me wrong, if we won, We'd be talking about how great a game it was, but um, it goes back to that Ravens game. I'm not happy just competing with uh, these good teams, these teams that uh, that we're going to have to beat in the playoffs. I'm not happy just, you know, hey, that was a fun game to watch, you know, 47-42, back and forth like crazy. That was a lot of fun. No, I mean, we should be winning these teams, and somewhat concerning that we're not. Um you know, we can point to a lot of different factors on things they need to do better, but we'll get into that. So what uh, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, uh, the, you know, the gradual steps that the Browns have taken. I mean, we went from 
Right. Let's just we went from complete dog shit to where we're at now. And we've right. had to take, we've had to take steps to get there. I mean, we've had to find the right pieces. We've had to win and learn how to win. We've had to learn how to play great. We still haven't played great together as a team. I'm waiting, to, which see, I, I'm as, waiting to see both I'm, offense and defense together as a team play great together because I think this team is almost unstoppable if that happens. But I also got to be realistic here. You went up against a very good Chargers team with Herbert, who is a very good quarterback. Also, with the weapons that they had, your defense got demolished this game. I mean, Denzel Ward out. Greedy, A.J. Green was covering people by himself. M.J. Stewart ended up going out. I mean, you had injuries all over the defensive side that just kind of, and then you lost both of your tackles. I mean, Jed was already out. I take it uh, Ashley's home because there goes Lil. <laughs> you saw the she flash. Got, she got, <laughs> but um, you know, you, you got to factor in. Then they, you know, they lost uh, Conklin, so you got two brand new tackles in there at that point in time, and it's just like crazy. But the thing, the thing that irks me is, you know, we we are built as a running team. And at the time that they needed to do it, it just seemed like they forgot whatever it was they forgot. And, I mean, Chubb was averaging like eight yards a carry. I think Hunt was six yards a carry or almost to a five-something. I'm like, just run it three times and be done with it. I, I don't understand. And I understand they're stacking a box and everything else like that. Right. But at that point in time, that's when your play action comes out because Njoku had a huge game. I mean, he had seven catches for good. I went 134 yards or some crap like that. 49. So, I mean, it, you had your moments, but I think where this team's next step is going to be is actually closing out these games. Now, they did it against Minnesota. Now, granted, that was just a slugfest of defensive proportions, and the offense wasn't there. But at some point in time, you're going to have to put this on top of your shoulders and finish out a game like this. You didn't do it against Baltimore. You didn't do it against the Chargers. That's the next step that the Browns have to take is they have to close out one of these games for us to start believing that they're that legit. Because if they can't, then they're not Super Bowl bound. I'm just being honest. Because if you can't close out that game, being up what you were up, no matter how bad your defense was, you got to close out that game. You scored 42 points, had 500 yards. You had no turnovers. (laughs) You know, like... You shouldn't have lost that game. That's all there is to it. Yeah, you said um, what kind of perked my ears was you were saying how we have had to learn how to win. And I think we are still learning how to win. I don't think we are there yet. I think, like you said, we still need to take that next step and bring up Minnesota last week. It was a good win. Don't get me wrong, but Minnesota's not near the top of the league. And so we have to put away these top teams. I mean, the Chargers have skyrocketed from a a decent team to now they're looked at as maybe potentially a top five team, and that's because of their quarterback. And their quarterback play has been off the charts in just his second year. So we have to learn how to beat these elite quarterbacks. Um, Where Stefanski and Baker are 0-5, over the last two years uh, to Lamar Jackson, um, Justin Herbert, and Pat Mahomes. We haven't beat any of them. And so those are the teams you're going to have to beat in the 
playoffs, most likely you're going to have to beat at least two of them to get yeah. to the Super Bowl. And you're, you know, unless you win your division and you go on a crazy run, you're probably going to have to do at least one of those on the road. So, yeah, it, it scares me that um that we've had these opportunities to close these teams out. You know, the ball's in our hands. Uh, the game is in our control, and we can't do it. And uh, that would be concerning enough, but the fact that we don't even come close to doing it. We don't even come close to closing them out. It's not like we drive the ball down to the 10-yard line and we just peter out. We're not even – we're not getting, like, past the 50 in some of these games. And I think that third and 10 that we saw, that was uh, that was maybe the first blemish on, uh, on Stefanski's record. I, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, it was kind of a scratch-your-head moment. And, yeah, he had a couple moments in this game where I think, uh, you know, we saw that he wasn't perfect and hopefully he learned from it, but yeah, it gets you a little concerned. It's not the end of the world, but, uh, but until they prove to you, they can do it. You're always going to have questions like, well, you know, we played a great game, but push comes to shove in the big moments, we're going to crumble. And we've kind of done that late against the good teams. Well, we have uh Chris, Chris Harmon's chiming in. And if you want to see him at Harmon pallets in West Lafayette, Ohio, they have a whole bunch of good stuff down there. Plus also, Shout out to you, big guy. It's your birthday today. Happy birthday, Chris. Uh, he said it really sucks, to lose to the, really sucks to lose to the refs. We'll get into the refs a little bit later. The refs made some uh, very questionable uh, decisions, like <coughs> somebody on the payroll or something. We'll figure that out here a little bit later. But I want to get into our defense. Our defense is battered and torn right now, Bri. You had Greedy's hurt. Denzel's hurt. Clowney's out. Garrett's a little bit banged up, but he's not bad. MJ Stewart is now on injured reserve. You have guys playing that MJ Stewart was playing safety and corner the entire game. You got Troy Hill playing on the outside where he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're into this spot now where the defense is really, really hurting. And, you know, now granted, none of them have been completely devastating blows to the, you know, we haven't had that one just be like, and it, you know, the injury report hasn't really came out yet until what tomorrow. Yeah, um, usually Wednesdays when they're they first report everything and talk to Stefanski. But uh, they they've taken some jabs and they've taken some hard shots on the chin and like even JOK JOK had to go to the hospital for a throat contusion. <laughs> I what Doesn't what sound nice what? <laughs> but you know our defense did get gouged. They got you can't leave Mike Williams you know, 40 yards open. I mean, no offense to Justin Herbert, and I don't have the strongest arm in the world, but if Mike Williams is open by that much, I'm pretty sure I could tattoo him with a football at some point in time. I I mean, it was – I, Brian, he even slowed down, caught it, looked back. Oh, hey, he could have – And then took yeah. off. Like It was like – <laughs> You know, th- those are the things that you kind of got to keep in front of you. You can't let them. And if you take one of those two big plays that we were talking about with Mike Williams, guess what? That's a whole different score. Those are two touchdowns right off the board. Right there. Mm-hmm. So those are the things you got to clean up. You cannot lose to big plays in the NFL. I know they happen, but not that kind of – if he would have made a tough catch and, a, you know, safety was draped all over him, kudos to you, bud. What a hell of a catch. But to be that far wide open and there was nobody – the towel boy was closer to him than most of the Browns players. 
it, it's bad. I mean, how are you feeling about the injuries and the way the uh, defense kind of petered out this week? Yeah, it's tough. You, you figured they weren't going to keep up their uh, their all-star performance they had the last couple weeks, but certainly we weren't expecting 47 and what they scored like 34 points in the last quarter and a half, which is Ugh. unheard of. But 26 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, we were – it sounds like an excuse, but we were gassed. We had guys in there that, you know, didn't – don't have a whole lot of NFL experience. You mentioned AJ Green, who had a valiant effort. We needed him, but you know the fact of the matter is he's going against two Pro Bowl receivers, and how's he supposed to stop him? And he's getting held by there Mike Williams and uh, getting <laughs> called against him. So Man, that was even a hold. That was that was worse than a hold. That was <laughs> that was almost like sub zero. Just. Freezing him right there, and then just kicking him right in the face. Yeah, and I try not to blame the refs too much, and I know you can't. There's right. no they made some terrible horrible. calls. They made yeah. some terrible calls, but you know we we had our chances, and I understand we had a lot going against us. But um, yeah, you just have to deal with those every every team at some point, unless you're like an all-star MVP uh, basketball player, you get calls that go against you. So you just have to deal with it and keep pushing on. And, um, you know, you can blame them. Certainly they had a factor in us losing, but oh, everybody's we, taking we still could have won. Yeah. You know, I, I put out on the other show, I'm not even going to admit, I put out, you know, who's to blame. You know, something nobody's really to blame. It was a, It was a lot of things. It wasn't just one thing that happened and that that was my fault i, I mean i looked at it and at the point in time when i put it out i looked at it totally different than what i do now because mm-hmm. it is a series of events throughout that fourth quarter that changed certain aspects of the game which you and i will get into here in a second but uh i want to bring up you know we're done with the defense now i don't i don't want to beat on them too much i mean they're they're really hurting Hopefully you you took your cap. You took your cap to Justin Herbert. He's he's a heck of a quarterback, and you know we'll meet him again. We'll see him again. And it seemed like the Chargers got all the breaks. You know they're picking up all their fourth fourth downs. That's not going to happen in the future. So I'm not too super concerned with the defense. I just I hope we can get back to full strength. I don't know if it's going to happen, but um. Yeah, let's. I mean, it was all of our con- preseason concerns come to fruition with uh, with Clowney and with Ward. Um, you know, their mo is they get banged up, they miss time, and that's what happened this game. So, I think if we had both those guys, it's a different game. All right, let's switch it over to the offense now. Right, you and I both talked about it. We still got questions about Baker. I mean, it's hey, he had one hell of a performance. All right, he threw for over three hundred yards, had two touchdowns. Did he throw the ball deep? Not so much, but the Joku had a great game. Your boy, DPJ. Yeah. Showed DPJ. Up had, had showed up and had a great game. But mm-hmm. the things that did happen were a lot of short passes. Now you really didn't have to do much because we'll get into Chubb and Hunt here in just a second. Because I mean they had 230 yards rushing. They pretty much carried the team. <laughs> they could run whenever they wanted to. There wasn't much mm-hmm. where they got stopped. I'm starting to teeter and get a little bit concerned about Baker because I need to see Baker 
start making some downfield throws and actually connected on them. And you and I talked about it, that intermediate 10 to 20 to 30 yard to move the ball down the field. I need to see a little bit more than that instead of the five, six, seven yard slants or the cross routes. I need to see him start peppering people a little bit further downfield. How do you feel, bud? That's that's the elephant in the room with Baker. Um, nobody wants to talk about it because they can say, oh, he completed all these passes. And, yeah, it's great. But um, the good quarterbacks, they take chances downfield. And it, it's become like a four-letter word to say, but I'm starting to believe uh, that people kind of before the season were kind of right. It, so far through the first five games – He's a game manager, and that's what he is. That's what the is that him, or is that the Browns saying, "Hey, don't lose us this game." Baker hasn't won us a game yet this year. He has not lost us a couple games, but he hasn't won us a game. Is that Stefanski saying, "You know what? Our running game is good enough. Our defense is good enough. You just can't turn the ball over." And he really hasn't. He hasn't killed us. But um, think about it: we haven't had any turnovers in three games. Three games, right? Right, because he, he's been smart. That's why, you know, people were saying, man, what's wrong with Baker? Baker's looking terrible against Minnesota. It's because he didn't want to throw that interception to cost us the game. So he said, either I'm going to sail it over their heads or, you know, I'm just not going to throw it. I'm going to take the sack. And so when he did throw it, he's like, hey, hopefully my guys get it. But I don't something's happened with Baker. I don't know if are you ready to admit that he's regressed a little bit from the end of last year? Um, because this isn't the Baker that we saw at the end of last year. He's just I think he's I don't know if it's shoulder. I like I said last week, I don't I can't know how much that affects his throws. If it is, then hopefully he gets better and he can do better. But it to me, it looks like his confidence is confidence is shot and He's not even trying to throw the ball downfield. I brought it up to you earlier. Jack, Zach Jackson mentioned uh, if you take those three Hail Marys at the end of the game out of it, where he just heaved it into the end zone, his average throw downfield was only five yards. Yeah. So he's not – I mean, other than a couple times, he's not even trying to complete the ball downfield, which is – you know, we'll get into it later with OBJ. That's OBJ's a downfield receiver. If you're not trying to throw the ball downfield, he's not going to get more than three targets a game. And especially if he drops one of those like he did, you're not going to trust him. So it it sucks. You'd like to see some progression from Baker. But, um, you know, that third and ten call made me think that Stefanski is starting to lose confidence in him, too. Because why would you why would you run the ball on third and nine or third and ten when if you give the ball back to them at that point, you got to figure you're, they're going to go down and score. And so, I yes. mean, it's it's been a concern for me over the last couple of weeks that I, I, I pay attention to, like, passing down situations. When the Browns go five wide and the defense knows you're going to throw the ball, how does Baker do? And to this point, it, it's not good. We knew Justin Herbert was going to throw the ball. We still couldn't stop him. So – when other teams know we're going to throw the ball, I mean, they would rather us go to that set than hand it to Chubb and Hunt because Chubb and Hunt right now are looking like two of the best running backs in the league. Yes. So let me let me ask you a question. I mean, you said confidence. I mean, is it because he's missed those balls downfield? I mean, he had a swing route to Felton that he overthrew. He overthrew Schwartz. He Harrison Bryant throw. 
a couple, you know, we've had these, and the one to Odell that was whatever the hell that was at the end of the game that would have sealed off, you know, the win that he could have done. Uh, do you think he's just, he doesn't have the touch to go downfield right now? Or is it just, I mean, no, I think the, uh, he's got the arm strength. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Everybody, everybody doubts his arm strength. The boy can throw the ball. All right. You can stop sure. this whole arm strength all you want to. The boy can get the ball down the field. I've seen him do it. Not, not an issue. Um, we just don't – we've talked in the past how Baker's such a momentum guy, and, you know, he feels confident throwing the ball short like we've seen. I mean, he had a high completion percentage again. But um, well, without that 71-yard pass to Najoku, he's just kind of, you know, pedestrian with 230 yards uh, passing or whatever it would be. But it, he, you just need to build his confidence because he doesn't need to throw the ball downfield against the Texans, against the Bears, against a Minnesota team that's only putting up seven points. He doesn't have to do that. But when we play the Justin Herberts, the Lamar Jacksons, the Josh Allens, the Pat Mahomes, you're going to have to throw the ball downfield because, unfortunately, your defense has not proven that they can stop an elite quarterback. So you're going to have to win shootouts. And you can only rely on your run game for so long until – once you fall behind, you have to throw the ball. And the Browns have not been good when they're when they're chasing points, playing from behind late in the game. Yeah, the other thing that uh, needs to happen, and you and I both talked about this, we have, what, 12 more games left? You get in this situation again? I don't give a damn who's behind you. I don't care if it is Jim Brown. We need to see what this kid's got. He's got a contract coming up. If he can't go out and do something with it, you already signed Chubb and Hunt. They're going to be here for a while. Don't worry about them. We need to get the ball in Baker's hands and see what he actually does have. I want to see what kind of tank he does have and if he can actually do it. And if he can do it, I think he can. I personally think he can. I mean, I told you when they drafted him, I love that draft pick because I just there's something about him. I don't know what it is, Bri. But you look at the crap show that he's had to go through. Hugh Jackson, Freddie Kitchens, you know, Greg Williams, all this stuff to get to this point now. And he's still won games for us. It wasn't, and you know, some, I think this might be like the Browns guy at me because it's like, you know, we see shit all the way up until Baker Mayfield and we got a good quarterback. We don't know if he's great. We don't know if he's elite because we haven't seen that step yet, but he is a good quarterback. And we haven't seen that in 30 years. So everybody's it's gotta be it's gotta be elite or well, we don't want you. That's where we're at now. Why can't he just be a good quarterback? Yeah, Baker Mayfield's not gonna lose you games. No. Um, because he's a smart quarterback, because he's gonna make the right plays. The the question is, does he have the ability to to make those elite throws? Well, we and I right, I know it's an old argument. But you can't help but wonder, still, it's not like he's getting any taller. Does he have trouble seeing downfield? I, I don't know. It's it's a question that a lot of people have. Drew Brees certainly could see downfield. Russell Wilson's one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. You know, what are they doing that he's not? Well, also, he's been under center a lot. Like, they, I don't see him in shotgun that often unless he's actually throwing the ball. I mean, 
he's under center a lot when they do the run plays and everything else. So, I mean, that's the way it's set up. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, all those guys lived in a shotgun. I mean, there was rarely you'd see them get down under center. So it might be a change of offensive style. And you know something? You can do it because Kareem Hunt played in that kind of style. So did Chubb at Georgia. They played that shotgun style where you can still get those to the ball. They still can push it downfield. I mean, it's just that you give them a little two-yard head start and just really go after people. But let's let's get into, you know, we've been talking about Chubb and Hunt. They had a fantastic game. I mean, 230 yards between them. Went for fourth, and I think it was what, fourth and two, and Hunt got the touchdown there at the end. I, like, they, Bry, these are probably the best tandem running backs Cleveland's ever seen. I, I mean, we've, we've talked about Binder. I mean, we've talked about all the old school, but I mean, this is, you have technically right now two top five running backs on your team. Top five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, it's almost like in this game and in the Baltimore game, which ironically both scores finished 47-42, which I think is like the only time that's ever happened. But um, it's almost like they're too good. Because we have the ball, we're driving down to either tie up the game or take the lead, and they're just getting huge chunk yards. And we're trying to burn clock. Like, hey, know. you know, it's it's okay. You know, we you just need five yards and then another four yards and then another five yards. But they're busting these long runs for like 20, 30 yards. And it's like, that's, well, that's I don't know. I mean, the defense can't stop a nosebleed right now, so I don't want to be giving them the ball back. But you can't tell. Chubb and Hunt to not that score was, or not break a long run. That was that was the other uh, thing I wanted to bring up. I mean, you had seven minutes left of the game, and they they asked Stefanski about, well, why don't you just run down the clock to run down the clock? Stefanski goes, I tried to. We ran plays. We ran run plays every time. <laughs> right. And they got 10, 15, 35. What do you want me to do? Tell them not to run and just go five yards and fall over? I'm not going to tell mm-hmm. them he goes, at that point in time, would you want to score? Yes. He goes, I'm not going to tell my guys not to score. He goes, but you're at that fine line of trying to play that game management there at the end. You know, you're trying to not let them have a lot of time at the end, but also still trying to get yourself in position to where you have to win. So you're like, you're doing one of these right there. And with seven minutes left, I'm like, well, shit, they're just going to milk out this clock, get it all the way down, either a kick a field goal or make a touchdown and leave L.A. 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and be done with it. Next thing you know, they scored. It was like, what? that was like a minute off the clock. What the hell just happened? Like, they ran the ball and just like, I think the time management there at the end kind of got to them. But, I mean, for these two running backs, Bry, unreal. Unreal that we have these two. And, you know, something? And- they play off each other so well. Like, last week, it was all uh, Kareem Hunt. All Kareem Hunt. Chubb couldn't do anything. Now it's all Chubb. And Kareem Hunt had like a little sprinkle in there. It was like, pick your poison. And just just look just look what they had to deal with, too. Um, you know, their offensive line was banged up. You know, that's all we heard last year. Why Zeke Elliott suck? Well, his offensive line is banged up. I mean, nobody could, nobody could succeed if their tackles are gone. Well, we had a rookie, uh, third, a third-round rookie playing one side, and we had a guard that shifted out to tackle playing the other side. So and they still did this. And th- their quarterback, like we talked in the last segment, their quarterback's not thrown downfield. So the other team's no doubtedly going to be stuffing the box and stopping those short passes. So they're going to be there to stop you. 
and they still did with it. So shout out to uh, to the offensive line, to Bill Callahan, because those guys were ready. Um, and hopefully we don't have to go long without Conklin. Um, and hopefully uh, Wills will be back this week. But it was a blow to see uh, Hubbard done for the year. Um, yes. But with these two guys – I hate to say it, it doesn't really seem to matter who's in front of them because that would be to take away from Batonio and Treader and uh, Teller and what they're doing. But you just have confidence that whoever's up there, they're still going to find a way to get it done. So it was awesome to see Chubb back, bounce back. I mean, he's had kind of average days the last couple weeks, but uh, this is the this is the Nick Chubb that we know we have, the, the best running back in the game. So it was fun to watch and – yeah, I mean, we, we could have ran it all day down their throat. There was, oh, yeah. no, there was no stopping them. We just wish that we weren't put in a position to where we had to throw the ball because if we wanted to score every drive, I have no no question that if time wasn't an issue, we, we could have just ran it down their throats all day and scored touchdowns. So the uh, one thing I want everybody to look up in a PSA announcement, uh, for those that don't think running backs can block, Brian, did you see the chop-down block that Chubb had on Bosa? Mm-mm. They kick Chubb out, comes out in the slot, does a chop-down block on Bosa, and just levels him. And I mean, Brian, not a little bit levels him. <laughs> it, it was so – you got to look up that video. Probably hands down one of the best things I've seen. Bosa's just laying on the ground, and there goes Chubb just running down the field for a pass. <laughs> he's a torpedo i mean he could probably squat more than bosa can and i mean he's just just because he weighs a little less the he's taken for granted but yeah i mean we've all seen the chubb workout videos he's he's an unbelievable specimen all right brian you want to get in the elephant room what's that odell beckham jr You had three targets, two catches. I think two catches for what, 20 yards or something like that? Mm-hmm. You had a fourth and two that I don't know how the hell you didn't catch it because it hit you hands, chest, face, everything else. You can catch these amazing catches, and that one is the one that gets away from you. I don't care how much pepper that Baker had on that ball. If you would have caught that, that could have been a touchdown because there was nobody in front of him. But also, you and I talked about this, Bri. I watched Devontae Adams. I watched Hopkins. I watched Diggs. I watched all these elite receivers. And you know what they all have in common? They get open. And their quarterback finds them. How mm-hmm. is it that our quarterback cannot get on the same page with this guy, is he just not elite anymore? Is that where we're at? Is he just is he just another run or another wide receiver? I, I think he's just, somewhere in between. I mean, can I mean, he be elite again? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, because Baker hits him on those. Yeah, I know, right? And you're absolutely right. But also, don't forget, part of the reason the Giants traded him was because he's getting hurt a lot. So yeah, that true. has continued, unfortunately. Um, and it was his what third game back, so I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm saying he's an outlaw, but that? you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not, it's just, I'm not gonna like rush him out of here. I'm just like, I'm seeing all these other star wide receivers doing whatever they want to do, 
And I'm like, how the hell is this not happening with us right now? You came back, and I see Devontae Adams just in traffic, no matter what happened, just catch a ball and just go. Like, it, like what is going on? How can you not get open? I know you're a good route runner. I've seen you get open. What's Where's the disconnect? Is it between Baker and Odell, or is it Odell, or is it – what is it? What's that disconnect that we got going on right now that they cannot find each other? I mean, I don't because, want to keep beating a dead horse, but let's let's run through the top receivers in the NFL. Devontae Adams, you brought him up. Who's his quarterback? Aaron Rodgers. Hall of Famer. Tyreek Hill, who's his quarterback? Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. Stephon Diggs, who's his quarterback? Josh Allen. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's his quarterback, and who was his quarterback before? Kyler Murray. Right, which I've kind of underplayed Kyler Murray. He's playing at an MVP level right now. But, um, it just, yeah, it's... I mean, it's not – I'm not going to put it solely on Baker. I'm not doing that. But uh, OBJ is a downfield receiver. If we're not throwing the ball downfield, like I told you earlier, if we if the Chiefs were dumb enough to trade us Tyreek Hill straight up for OBJ, I don't think Tyreek Hill is the same Tyreek Hill that he is with the Chiefs. There's no doubt he's not. I, I don't think he's even getting, you know, sniffing 100 yards unless there's a blown coverage like we have with Mike Williams this week. So it, there's no doubt OBJ has to catch that fourth down pass. There's no excuse for that. But, um, you know, if if they can – he's got to be getting frustrated too because he's running these downfield routes and he's just not even getting a chance at it. And there has to be that confidence and that communication between a quarterback and receiver because, yeah. you know – how many times do you see a replay where Devontae Adams is not open at all? He's covered. As soon as Rodgers throws the ball, he's covered. He has no chance of catching it. And then somehow he finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, so there has to be that confidence there that, hey, I'm just going to throw it. And, you know, I, it, whether it's Baker being worried that he's going to get picked off or what, but, um, you know, you throw – when it leaves your hands, it looks like it should be an interception, but these, these great receivers turn it into um, turn it into a 20-yard gain or something like that. So if you're not willing to take that risk and trust your receiver, yeah, you're, you're not going to connect with them very often because Beckham, Adams, Hill, they're getting double covered all game long. So if you're afraid to throw into double coverage, you, there's not going to be any success right there. So – I mean, you don't have to look too far, and I don't doubt that uh, that OBJ is still working through his um, his oh, injury. Yeah. I mean, but... That's why I'm, I mean the trade de- the trade deadlines in three weeks. All right, right after the uh, Pittsburgh game, I'm just saying I expected to see more. Like it was one of those ones where, oh my God, Baker targeted him just right the first game. There was too much the second game, and not enough the third game. And it's like it's it kind of correlates along with Baker. Like it just like well, Baker didn't look at him. Why didn't Baker look at him? Well, Baker's looking at him too much. Why is he looking at him too much? Like there's no happy medium there. And I think I all that, I think all that goes away if they would have connected on that one touchdown pass where Baker underthrew him. I think if they oh, yeah. connected on that one, we would be talking about this right now. Right, we're not talking about it. And how many times do you see? It seems like it happens every week in the NFL that uh. You hear about these 
good to great receivers who have had a couple down weeks. Yeah. And in fantasy, they they call it a squeaky wheel game. Like this guy has been ignored for two weeks. He's probably going to get a bunch of targets. We saw it on Thursday night with the Rams. Robert Woods had 14 targets and 12 catches for 150 yards. So yeah. they were just peppering him with targets. You know, if we want to do that with Odell, we can and see what happens. But um, it doesn't seem like whether it's Stefanski or whether it's Baker, you know, they're finally giving him a couple targets a game. I mean, if you're scoring 42 points, I can't really argue against that. Um, and when David Njoku's run wide open, Baker's in double coverage, I can't say for sure that uh, that that's a bad throw to make to Njoku. Yeah. But, um, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll you, you start to understand it a little more. All right, so real quickly, before we get into our uh, ham of the game, because <laughs> we changed it up. Everybody's doing a player of the game and all that. We're going to do our ham. We're actually going to do a good ham, which would be Bry, and the illegal ham, which is me, which is the bad ham. But before we get there, first off, NFL referees. When somebody gets tackled and gets called for holding <laughs> – this is unreal. Like <laughs> we've had a blown pass interference call. I watched Miles Garrett get tackled four times and there was no holding call. I watched the best one was Tack McKinley. Seriously did get tackled and I had to laugh at it. Those calls there at the end of the game were absolutely just unreal ridiculous. And you know something? Get on the right page. That's all I'm gonna say about it, but it's not just the refs, it's the team thing, blah blah blah. Last one. Stefanski, minute 33 left, you got to do a lot better than little six yards passes. You got to start moving the ball down the field. Is that you, Stefanski or is that Baker? No, that's Stefanski because he even came out in the press conference and said, yeah, we were trying to get position for a Hail Mary. You should not have gotten position for a Hail Mary. You should have gotten position. Terrible. You had a minute 33 that you could have moved the ball down the field. Even if you hit it in the middle of the field, you still could have spiked it and step, kept going. Bad call on you. Bad, bad, bad Stefanski. If, if your plan is to get a miracle, hope for a miracle, yeah, that's that's awful. That's Hugh Jackson type stuff. So if he truly said that and truly meant that, that, hey, our only goal is to hope we get a Hail Mary. That's, I don't that's know if terrible. he was covered for Baker or not, but those little dump-off passes there at the end of the game, it was like, okay, yeah, you're getting your six yards. You need 20. You need 25. Come on. You need chunk plays. You need exactly. chunk plays. You need, yeah, right. Exactly. 20, 25 yards, run up, spike it, get another 20, 25. If you miss it, it, it just stops the clock. I just noticed this. This is why I love our producer, my cousin Vinny. Get in here, Vinny. He's sleeping? No, he's not sleeping. Get in here, Vinny. Come on. Sleeping? No, look at this. God. Look at this. He even changed Shoot. the update for us. Look at this. I am ham and a legal ham of the game. <laughs> so, right, give me your ham of the game. Give me your best player of the game. Best player. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. I It's between Chubb and Najoku, and Chubb is – we've just come to expect greatness yeah. from him. So, I'm going to give it to David Najoku. He's come yeah. a long way um, since we signed uh, Hooper to that large deal, and he said, I just want out of town. And – you could argue, and it's not a it's not a hard argument to make that he's our best tight end right now. And this is his last year. Hopefully, they can work something out with him. But um, yeah. Baker threw it to him seven times. He had seven catches for 149, and he made that one guy miss. And 
That was the biggest play of the game, maybe of the season. I'm not sure. Well, so hey, he stepped finally, it up huge. We finally got to see an athletic Njoku. That's what we were waiting for. Was a He's game catching the ball. Well, he's always that, been an athletic freak, well, but he's yeah, finally catching I mean, the ball. Yeah, he's finally catching the ball and getting the ball downfield. I mean, we don't get that with Hooper or Bryant. So it, it's kind of nice to see that. I All mean, right. he doesn't block, but when you got our offensive line, you don't need him to block. Yeah. My illegal ham of the game, and this comes out, and I I don't want to, uh, I don't want to do I it. I know where you're going. I know where I you're got, going. I got to do it. Kevin Stefanski is my illegal. Oh, ham. you had a chance with the two best running backs to run that clock completely down two times in this game to get out of there with a win. You decided to do a pass play, then run a third and ten draw. I don't know where your head's at, but that's some Freddy Kitchen shit right there. And we both see that. I don't know what that call was. I don't know why. If you're going to do a play action, do it on the first, do it on the first down. And then run the ball twice. Those guys were averaging and gouging that defense, and that defense was done. You had your quarterback throw for 300 yards. Those two running backs ran for 230 yards. Give them the ball and let them finish out the game. Especially that game. When they gifted you a missed extra point, a what, a missed two-point conversion, they gifted you that game. It was right there, right in your hands. And all you had to do was just run the clock out. That's it. That's all you had to do. I thought so, you were going Jamie Gillen for sure. I'm not going to take that little hanging fruit. <laughs> I uh, mean, what's the deal with him? I mean, he, I don't think he's a terrible punter, but he's shown this year he is not – a big moment punter. He lets the moment get to him because Brian there's Gillen. no there's no way you should drop a punt in the Kansas City game and then you know just crap down your leg this game. You also got to factor in that he's not punting like the Miami punters or everybody else punters. He's only get one or two punts a game. With Make except count. last game where he had seven, which I almost gave him the game ball last week because he had seven we, punts for three hundred yards. He almost beat our offense. If we if we are gonna compete in the playoffs and in this league to win the division, you need a big time, a big moment punter. You need a big moment kicker. You can't have these guys out there that'll crumble under pressure. I get you. All right. Well, let's kick it into fat boy Tuesday. Come on, Vinny, bring on fat boy Tuesday. And now it's time for fat boy Tuesday. Before do you want to get into Arizona at all quickly and get our picks? Let's get our picks real quick because, I mean, we're right up against the uh, – Yep, yep, I know. Vinny, you got the uh, you got the pen and paper there? Yes, sir. Now, where are we at? I, I won last week because I picked the charges. You did, yes. You are so sitting So, I'm at... 4-1 with two asterisks, right? Uh, that's correct, yes. Brian is 4-1 with no asterisks. Right. You are 3-2 and two with an asterisk. Right. Okay. How did we do who that? got closest to the – who got the asterisk last week, Vinny? Uh, I did. No. Batman. I did. Oh, you got a third asterisk? What, last against Arizona? Or LA? No. Yeah, LA. I think I was the closest. Uh, What'd you have? Week, yes. Fatty was closest. I was closest. Uh, this week, Fatty was closest. Yeah, that's what I meant. This week. Yeah. 55, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was closest. So. So it's third asterisk. Yeah, Three. Uh, it's not going to come down to that. That's all right. So we are playing the Arizona Cardinals at four o'clock. 
here in Cleveland. Arizona's coming in at 5-0. and oh. You know something, Brian? That West Coast to East Coast, sort of. I'm going to go with your brownies. And I'm going to go with a totally different score than what I did before. And I ain't doing this. I'm going to go 42 for your Cleveland Browns. 38 for your Arizona Cardinals. That hurts. Oh, boy. Wow. That's a lot of points. <laughs> hey, we just saw it, it's a shootout. And I, I think if we were doing this on Saturday or Sunday morning, we knew who exactly was playing. It might be different. We might be a little bit better uh, of a guess for us, but more accurate. But I'm with you. Um, I think the I don't think Arizona is unbeatable. I think uh, they've played a not a super hard schedule. They played Jacksonville and they've played kind of some mediocre teams other than the Rams. But I'm um, I'm with you. 36-32 is my score. Browns win by four, and it came out just before um, we started that Chandler Jones tested positive for COVID, so he is not going to play. So that's a huge blow for them. JJ Watt's playing really well for him, but um, even, even Chandler he- Jones is stud. What's that? He still has time to test negative, though, doesn't he? Possibly, but they made it sound like the fact that he tested positive, he probably wasn't going to be able to play this week. If he was a close contact or something, then he might okay. have been able to play. But um, right. and, and with us having a couple of uh, potentially backup tackles, I mean, yeah, that's a big loss for them. So that's that's a good step in our direction for this week. All right, Vinny. Um, well, clearly, since I didn't do well in, uh, in the gauntlet there. Is he going to piggyback our scores again? I have no idea what I'm doing. You should. Uh, Should I piggyback? Or go, go bold, go bold and try to, uh, try to tie us up. No, 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 no. Come on. You got to go bold. Come on. This is a game they could lose. What, Arizona winning is not bold? Really? Yeah. I think the Browns are favored by two and a half. You know what's really funny is they got to win out for Vinny to win a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, I know, right? I got, I'm going Cleveland from this point out. He does have to. Too. He did what, you, just go Cleveland, you just go Cleveland every game? It's pretty <laughs> yeah. much that way. You don't have to. I'm, okay. Hey, whatever you want to do. Um, you know what? I like, uh, I like 42-36. 42-36. 42-36. Cleveland? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just had to make sure you had 42 for the browns and i had 36 for the browns okay yeah well done Vinny. we're gonna try that one <laughs> so uh we're getting into fat boy tuesday here all right we got uh the mac and cheese tailgate is this weekend uh we will be there well i will be there sunday from i think 9 30 until about 1 30 ish somewhere around there uh we will be doing a live show i have not figured out the time for it it might be at like 10 30 maybe 11 o'clock depends um but we are doing the uh mac for butts for the city dogs of cleveland uh we have donated as a group for the dogs table and illegal ham we have donated uh gift spots which we have given one away to somebody in philadelphia who is coming to want to tailgate with us awesome one, one person in arizona so, we have got wow. two more spots left to give away. So, 
catch me on the dog's table here in a little bit, but I want to get your guys' take on mac and cheese. I mean, because like I'm I love mac and cheese, but if it's like craft mac and cheese, I put a little ketchup on it. You know, I get weird with mac and cheese, but if it's a good mac and cheese, like a solid, legit mac and cheese, I get down on it. So I want you guys to, you know, think of some super mac and cheeses that you guys would like to eat. Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> oh, there, yeah, there you go. I didn't even get it out of my mouth. Here it comes. <laughs> Here comes the ham. <laughs> Jesus, Bacon. Bacon. All right, Bri, what are you we were talking about? I mean, yeah, that's the go-to uh, answer for anything. Just add bacon to it. Oh. And you're good. Yeah, I love I love the buffalo chicken mac and cheese. Um also like a, a pulled pork, a barbecue pulled pork mac and cheese with maybe a little coleslaw on it, a little um uh Cornbread on the side. I think it's a must-have. Like a lasagna out of that, aren't you? Like a no. I mean, it's a meal. I mean, if you go to like some of these food trucks, these barbecue food trucks, a lot of them have that. So, oh my god, that's that's just—it's so good. But yeah, I'm with you. If uh, if I'm just doing straight mac and cheese at home from the box, I might add sometimes a little ketchup to it, maybe a little hot sauce. Oh yeah, definitely. One of one of my key go-tos if we have it which we don't always have is um crushing up some uh cheeses throwing it on top of there gives a little texture i have not had that one that's a game changer no yeah you gotta try that goldfish will do as well goldfish will do as well what about Mm -hmm. the uh what about the uh the hot and spicy cheeses i love those those are my favorite ones that's that's like crack to me like what, they have a buffalo cheese it too, which I had a couple weeks ago. Really? Oh, yeah. God. Uh, I guess it was probably six months ago, but um, yeah, it's very good. Oh my god! Have you ever had uh, Chick Fil A's mac and cheese? Because I saw a commercial for it the other day. I have not, it, but really Bob good. Evans mac and cheese is legit too. Like, oh yeah, Bob Evans mac and cheese. Like you know the one you put in the microwave for a few minutes and heat up. Mm-hmm. Now the first. I love the Stouffer's. But the Velveeta, the Velveeta, that's my shells and cheese right there. I don't put anything on that except for a little bit of pepper. I can just eat that all day. But if it's like the Kraft or the generic, you know, the powder kind, I put ketchup Mm -hmm. on it. My kids look at me like I'm weird. I'm like, I watch you dunk steak and chicken. Stop it. (laughs) I'm trying to. Uh, I want to say in uh, uh, one of the places I go to here and there, um, they have. Mac and cheese wedges. Oh, the deep so, fried mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah. you're talking. They'll deep fry it and oh, so good. Now, do you get mm-hmm. marinara with it? What do you get with it? Okay. I mean, no. Oh, no, you just, just normal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It comes uh, ranch. Yeah. Dips, dipping in some ranches. I ranch think that's what they give you sometimes. It's good. All right. Well, let's get into our top three Halloween costumes. I'm sorry that the Fat uh, <laughs> Boy Tuesday was so light, but catch us uh, live on Sunday. Here on Illegal Ham and the Dogs Table and the Big Play Network. So, all right, let's get into top three Halloween costumes. All right, so the reason why we brought this up, Vinny brought up a great, I mean, we're that close to Halloween. And I'm going to go first. My number three, uh, we dress my kids up as thing one and thing two for Halloween. Funny thing was, is they both did not want to be thing one. So I had two thing twos running around 
the <laughs> they I don't know. They that's what they wanted. <laughs> I figured they'd be fighting over thing one. You always want to be number one. Nope, they wanted thing two. They both wanted thing two. I don't know what it was. Uh, Must be Johnny also, Manziel fans. Also, from my kids, we had them dressed up as dinosaurs. And when you know you come to a special house, when your kids are running up to the door to ring the doorbell, and the guy steps out and goes, cool, man, lizards. You know you're getting <laughs> good candy at that place. And my number one, and my dad, <laughs> I love him so much. We, did, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. And he, he made me the, I don't even know if you, the hobo with the, the train tracks. You got your bandana on. You got your stick with a little bandana on it to catch your. Yeah, I was that one year for uh, Halloween. Funniest thing I have ever seen. I even had a high patch. I don't even know why I had an eye patch on like I was a pirate or something. But those were <laughs> those are my top costumes that I've loved so far. Oh, honorable mention. Uh, we did dress the boys up as Oompa Loompas one year. We got the gray, green hair yeah. dye, everything. I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> so, any, let's get into your top three costumes. Uh, my top three costumes. Um, one year I went as Frankenstein. I remember that year. And it was awesome. The, the whole hair, I kind of spiked it up just a little bit there at the end. I actually had like... Um, uh, putty and stuff like that that I was able to use and kind of square my forehead off just a little bit more and everything. And yeah, painted green, had a suit, the whole nine yards. It looked really good. Um, and number two, um, last year, actually, Ashlyn and I, we kind of dressed up as vampires and stuff together, handed out candy and everything. <laughs> she was like, she was like the cutest vampiris you know, out there, you know, female vampire. It was, it was amazing. So, uh, the last one, um, yeah, I always got pictures floating around on my Facebook page and stuff was, was me as the Joker. Oh yeah. You know, it was good. You know, I, 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 you know, not the, not the Heath Ledger joke. No, the Jack Nicholson. Absolutely. Yeah. He was straight Jack Nicholson Joker. It looked good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just spray paint the hat and everything. I made it. Uh, I made the costume look really good on that one. All right, Brian. What about you, brother? Nice. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about it all day today, and I was trying to think of the coolest uh, costumes that I've seen over the years. And I, if if I wrote down all the coolest costumes that I've seen it will not go over well with my wife. So I decided to just do the coolest costumes that I was. And so my number three, I've talked about it before growing up. I loved him. Hulk Hogan was my guy. So I was Hulk Hogan one year. I was supposed to be champ from, uh, from Anchorman, but the three other guys I was with, nobody wanted to be brick. Because they they thought they had no chance of uh of getting lucky that night, so nobody wanted to be brick, so we had to pivot last minute to Hulk Hogan. So that was my uh, number three. My number two, uh, one year, oh probably about ten years ago, I went as Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's, and nice. you know whenever whenever I didn't want to talk to anybody, I just kind of sit in the corner and put my head back. <laughs> Just kind of pretend like I was dead. So that was a fun one. Um, and my number one was kind of thrown together last minute. Um, we have people coming over to my mom's for 
trick or treat and I had a Browns jersey, Andre Davis, 54 jersey. And, and not, not very fun being Andre Davis, but also on the team was our punter, Scott Player. So I taped up the four. I had a number five showing, and I had an old Browns helmet with the one bar across it. So I did the Hulk Hogan mustache. I did the five jersey, and I did the helmet, and I went as Scott Player. So if you don't know who that is, Google him. And, uh, yeah, I was more of a chubby Scott Player, so I wasn't quite as fit as he was, but he looks like a cartoon character. So my honorable mention was, um, if you know who Howard Dean is, I was, uh, Chappelle show did a skit on Howard Dean. I went as Howard Dean one year and uh, definitely the most annoying um, guy that I could have been because the whole party hated me because I was just going, Gah! Gah! like the whole night. So it didn't make no sense that night, well, but it was hilarious to me. Right. We have a little bit of controversy here on the show. Okay. So, first off, uh, Ed and Columbus. Uh, has been trying to reach us on Twitter, and I do not know why the Twitter comments are not coming through to us right now. Uh, they mm-hmm. changed a whole, thing, a whole bunch of things around between Periscope and Twitter. So I apologize if we're not getting the comments on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook or YouTube on our YouTube channel. But your wife has chimed in. And said, why is it your number one Mickey Mouse a couple years ago? Oh. <laughs> Big ride. Well, I didn't want it. It was without a doubt, it was Mickey Mouse, but it's not funny. It's not a nobody's going to laugh at that. So it was the cutest one without a doubt. Mickey and Minnie, we went as. Oh, cool. Yeah, couples. I have not done a couples with my wife yet. Oh, no. No, I'm going to have to. Yeah, it's that one bad. It was great. I had a fun, I had a blast that night. So we rocked it out as Mickey and Minnie. All right. So I had the orange crocs going that night. Oh, I bet you did. I bet you did. All right, let's get into the uh, Eva wanted to do. Sorry, just uh, Eva wanted to do like uh, um, Jack and uh, from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. I know Sally. What yeah, Jack and Sally. I'm like, there's no way I could pass as Jack. I'm too big. No, no, no. Yo, you're fine. You just got to shave your head. Oh, that might be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like your mustache that. coming up. By the way, Ashley, I apologize for Brian's mustache already. Um, I don't think she knows yet. Oh, well, now she does. All right. Sorry for <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, let's get into my cousin Vinny's word of the day real quick, uh, which was, was it? Extra, extra cake. Yeah. Extra cake. <laughs> and then I found out she had extra cake. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with chocolate. <laughs> Half chocolate, half vanilla. <laughs> I'll let Brad go first on this one. I go first all the time. Brad, go first. Yeah, I'm going first. I'll say to remove something. Right. Okay. I would say to erase. <laughs> I don't care. To remove or erase? Yeah, why not? Okay. So, I mean, you're... We're both going to be Bri. the same. Yeah, I'm going with Brian on this one. I still like extra cake, though. Yes, extra cake does. <laughs> Does play a lot. Better. I don't know why we're doing this extra, extra cake. <laughs> to extricate means to free or remove something or something from an entanglement or difficulty. Gentlemen, Can I be done now? You? Oh yeah, definitely. You How might. many do I have to get to be done with this? 
I don't know. As long as the show. Now we're going to have to. Hey, now we're going to have to come up with the. uh, You want me to come up with a different game? No, no, no. No, no. No, no. I'm glad that you're getting. You're coming up with gettable ones rather than making me look like an idiot every week. Yeah, he's making me look like an idiot now. So hey, that works out, right? (laughs) Well, you know, my whole thought behind this word was, you know, I am now free. I am no longer part of the gauntlet. (laughs) (laughs) I have all the extra time you're gonna have. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into the uh, trivia. All right, Brad, give me. The trivia again. I picked uh, Joe Petonio, Joe Thomas. I got two others. Joe Petonio. Yep, you have two more uh, players with a hundred career starts. Hundred career starts since '99. Since '99. And no special teams, right? No special teams. <sighs> this stinks. Jaquel Jackson. <laughs> Nope, I'll give you a hint for one of them. I don't because I don't think you're ever gonna get the other one. Uh, one of them was a first round draft pick by the Browns. <laughs> that's that's a hint. I mean, you know, it's not a Manziel or Weeden or Tim nope, Couch. Let me go through all of them. Let's see offensive here. side of the ball. Justin Gilbert. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, offensive Edwards. Nope. Kellen Winslow. Offensive line. Offensive line. Mitchell Schwartz. Nope, he was a second-round pick. That was the guy that I thought of. I already had Joe Thomas. Yeah, there's one more. Who am I missing? Still plays in the league, I think, for the Niners. Center. What? Center. Alex Mack. Alex Mack. There it is. There it is. All right, give me – give up up on the other one? Yeah, I give up on the other one. Orpheus Roy. Do you know who that is? Oh, my God, yes. I think that was like 2001, 2002, which I couldn't believe Orpheus Roy played that many games for us. All right. Well, boys, let's get out of here. All right. It's already been an hour and 20 minutes. So uh, you can catch this fat guy live uh, this Sunday at uh, Western Summit at Top Dog Tailgate at some point in time. Just click the notifications, and when we pop up, we pop up. Uh, also, got to give a shout out to our troops and our first responders. Thank you guys so much for what you guys do. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And uh, my boys here, you know, we couldn't do this without you guys. Vinny, thank you for last week and helping us out. Bry, every week, brother, I appreciate everything you do. We are Legal Hand of the Face. I am that fat guy. He is Big Bry, and he is my cousin Vinny. And we are uncorked unloaded and we are out thank you for watching god bless america